If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Today on Barbecue and Tech, Time of year, Memorial Day. We're trying to make sure we hit you guys up before you start buying your goods to make sure you know what we plan to do because we want to know what you plan to do over the week just in case we got to change our games up to be on the same level with you guys. I'm your host, Rod Simmons, joined by my partner, Kim, co host, and my barbecue expert, Chris Ashley. What up, dog? What's up? What up? What up? What up? All right, we're here. It is time. Yeah, we wanted to get this out before Memorial Weekend. Help so get some tips and tricks in and potentially inf- I tell you one of my favorite things that has been an outcome of this doing this podcast um was when we did our Super Bowl menu and other people did things similar to the Super Bowl menu. I, I thought that was completely awesome and I really love that. So I wanna see if we can influence anybody else's uh Memorial weekend. You know what made my Super Bowl day was seeing other people's food. Like, there's nothing better than when I go on Twitter or IG and all I see are like app messages and you're seeing what other people are cooking. Because for me, I sometimes it's like something I see something that inspires me. So, like, and I think a lot of people get that because they'll watch, um, like Sam the Cooking Guy, for example. You're like, man, that looks pretty good what he made. I'm going to try that. Yep, so they I, just, they pick up on something that they've seen someone else do. And it's not always about the recipe. It, sometimes you just need an idea. You want a little inspiration. Of, or yeah. for me, I'm, I almost make it competitive sometimes. Cause when I watched Sam, the cooking guy, and he did that macaroni and cheeseburger, I was like, I can do that joint is dope. I could do it better. And I smoked mine. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, it's just little, little things like that. And uh, yeah, I still have not to this day remade that burger. By the way, <laughs> I said it was too decadent, too decadent of a burger. So much. sadly, this year uh, I'm in a bit of a pickle. Um, so I work for I work for a European company, and I, I, like I've said many times before, I it is it is a great experience. However. They tend not to remember U.S. and European holidays. Well, they don't remember U.S. holidays very well. The European ones, they get extremely well. And <laughs> this happens to be one of those scenarios where I'm getting burned because uh, uh, some people aren't remembering that it's a U.S. holiday. So mm-hmm. um, I actually, on Sunday night, will be flying to France um, for a uh, off-site meeting with a bunch of my colleagues, which is great because I like to meet with my colleagues, unfortunately. I don't like to do it during a, a barbecue weekend. So I'm going to have you um, do my barbecue for me because I already know what? you're cooking. No, I'm just kidding. I, I already know you're cooking. <laughs> it's not like I'll pay for your extra charcoal you might burn or your lump charcoal, your hardwood, whatever it is you're using. I'll I'll cover the cost of that. Oh, wow, I already know that. Lucky me. Yeah, well, the pay for the charcoal you already have. <laughs> and just so folks understand how silly this is. Rod and I probably have not handed cash between us in 30 years. <laughs> we just, all right, I'll get it. And then it's like, it goes on the perpetual tab. So there's no chance that he's going to go buy me charcoal. And there's no chance that he's going to hand me cash or charcoal ever, nor do I want it to happen. Yeah. So it's but just it sounds hilarious. good to others. It Outside does. It, yeah. Like, to other people, really like, nice. oh, man, that's a real considerate friendship. <laughs> but I'm breaking the wall here. So you guys understand the, the foolishness that is being bestowed upon you. <laughs> there will be, there will be, there'll be there'll no be, charcoal. I'm going to hand you some meat. And uh, so what do you want me to, you know, Everybody, you need a, a a barbecue friend. You need a partner because inevitably you're not you're gonna be sick. You're not 
you know, you have to travel, you have to do something, and you're not gonna be able to get it done. But you can, if you can count on somebody, why not? I'm for me. I have a. Uh, I still have two racks of uh, the beef ribs. Ooh. The Bronto Ooh. beef ribs. So those those are already out of the freezer. Okay, uh, I figure they'll have to go on Sunday night. I'll get those to you probably on Saturday, if not on okay. I, probably on Saturday. So that way you can. Do whatever you need to do. I'll let you work the magic. I'm not going to tell you yeah. what the season you're cooking them. Uh, but you will have to, obviously, you already know bit. you got to trim them. Yeah, I got to trim up a little bit, a little bit. But uh, yeah. I can get those on the smoker. And then, uh, is that it? Just the ribs? They go eat that? And then uh, they're doing oh, their own sides? Yeah. Well, yeah, and I know I, they'll eat that. They do their own sides and stuff. Uh, they got it. They got to handle their own business. I, and honestly, so we had. Um, both of my boys are competing in the state track championship. So Congrats. we had, we had the team over. So there's a ton of, uh, side, what I would consider side dishes that they'll, that still going to be left around. So the kids can still have sides to go with it. So they'll be good uh, to go. Uh, if you, yes, if so. you do the main, the main thing, that'd be good. I might get you some other, some baby back ribs or something like that to go with it. So there's a, a little bit of pork, a little bit of a uh, beef, beef. Um, but yeah, I think that's it, man. For me, right, I know you. Uh, cool. You're going to be doing it up a little bit more. No, I, no, I don't go crazy because you know we're not doing like the big get together like we normally would do. Um, and to me, um, I, I don't know how other folks feel, and I'd love to see it in our Discord and in Twitter and stuff. Is uh, is Memorial Day a big barbecue day, uh, like a big smoker day, or is it more of a grilling day? To me, it's more of a grilling day. But I do like to involve my smoker, so. Um, uh, for me, it, I'm going to do a, a couple of different uh, reverse sears, which is still one of my favorite things to do, especially if, um, with the with the new griddle. Um, so I don't know, if folks. Uh, I will say that Blackstone. Yeah, I now have at least four friends with it since you got it, mm-hmm. and, and I think it it's appeared at either Lowe's or Home Depot mm-hmm. carries the Blackstone. Mm-hmm. Only and the only reason I know that is because the the people who I know who have it are not barbecue people who would actually go out and seek it in any place other than yep. their general uh, uh, home home department store they can walk into. So yeah. I think because I'm carrying it, and a couple have the top. Like I think you're you didn't get the top. I didn't get the your- top. No, I have a I can't. Mine came with the uh, with a cover, right? But uh, I didn't get the top. But I don't think the top really makes that much of a difference. It's now, still it's still gonna you know it's a cast iron on top so it's still gonna rust you still have to burn it off and all yeah I've seen people doing uh, stir fry on it uh, I've seen a lot of lot of different I've seen burgers cooked on it as well I've seen tofu on it I've seen I've seen the friends who have have the have it are in love with it. and I've also seen just um like when they had a cookout a lot of burgers because you can you could stack i mean it's like a restaurant you could stack that thing full of you could probably get 20 30 burgers on there at a time easy and yeah. be flip flipping easily and have room to put onions and anything else that you want to go down so i would say yeah. one of the top things i did on there was definitely tofu i took a bunch of a tofu and i sliced it into slices to make sandwiches and then i grilled uh I blackened them and then I grilled them on the griddle on both sides and it had a nice crusting on the outside from the blackening seasoning. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, they, the inside was really good and then did it up with some like, uh, you know, you know why I want it? What? Well, Cause I have it. Well, yeah, of course. But <laughs> in addition, <laughs> I, I like to cook breakfast. Yes. And, like if you go in the oven, typically, you know, I'll get like eight on one of my like pans. I'll put eight strips of bacon and those can cook in the oven, but then the house smells like bacon. Mm-hmm. Well, nothing wrong with that, but yeah. So I could cook bacon and sausage outside. Yeah. But more importantly, when you cook pancakes, most people cook pancakes to cook them in a pan. And you can get, if you do a, if you, what I call like the uncle buck style pancakes, you get one in a pan at a time. Even if it's right. a 12 inch pan, you're talking, that's one pancake. That's one pancake. If you do the small little, uh, dollar size pancakes, you get maybe three in a pan. If you're, if you're very conservative, you're very aggressive, you could probably get four. But out there, you could Whatever. really get four, you, you could stack four to six pancakes. So 
when I and the reason why I like it is because I could start cooking pancakes outside and go boop, 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 drop down four to six pancakes or eight pancakes. And when I take the plate inside, there's food like you can start eating now versus let me get a couple ahead of me because I like I, again, I have four kids. I got to get four pancakes in the hole and then say, actually, I have to at least have four pancakes so I can say you can eat so everybody can get at least one. And the bigger boys, one is like, man, that's that's just warming up the belly. So I need <laughs> I need to get some room in front of me. So typically yeah. I will start cooking well before they get up so that by the time they wake up, I'm reaching the end and yeah. I've hopefully cooked beyond their appetite already. And they're going to throw the rest in the refrigerator and heat them up during the week for school. Yeah. So griddle, uh, grilling and griddle work for just cooking is one thing. But trying to run the griddle when you for, you know, for an active eaters like, you know, they're waiting for the food to come off the griddle. That's a that's a whole different art, you know, and I I, I, even though I, you know, some people may think that fast food jobs aren't like that prestigious. I learned so much uh, working at uh, Royal Rogers and because I started at the bottom, started out in the as a dishwasher. Right. And worked my way up to assistant store manager. And learning how to run that griddle and learning how to time things out so that everything comes up at the same time, you know, from there working in uh, regular restaurants and um, and really learning timing and, uh, you know, interning and stuff like that with hotels and stuff like that. So but being able to manage, you know, because you imagine the the griddle that's in like a fast food restaurant is like triple the size of that Blackstone. You, yeah. you know what I mean? That thing is massive. And has all kinds of cool little gadgets to it too. But uh, yeah, so I love doing breakfast on there. Um, for me, even doing like uh, scrambled eggs, because I'll literally just mix up the eggs. I'll get the you know, I'll oil the whole top when it's ready. I dump yeah. the whole thing on there. I don't just do a little bit at a time. I'm literally dumping the entire batch of eggs on there and scrambling it all on the same at the same time and taking it back off. Or the other trick is to do like pour the whole thing um and then uh this is what i actually specifically learned in working at where rogers uh is pouring like a sheet of egg and then cutting that and folding folding them into individual little folded uh pieces so you can make sandwiches and stuff like the uh, egg sandwiches so it's just being able to pour it out make one sheet and then cut them in it and then strips and then fold up each one of those strips flip them you know add cheese if you want all that stuff and so i love doing breakfast you know, even even to the point where I'm toasting the bread on the griddle as well. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just, yeah, I, I love. Yeah, that's why I really like it. But uh, w- it opened my eyes to a new way to reverse sear. So, yeah, for so for, for first off, let me make sure people understand when I when I say reverse sear, what we're talking about and what we're talking about is generally right. You will. Um, if you're searing a piece of meat, it's normally like a big, massive piece of meat. Um, and you, you might have like a Dutch pot or even just, uh, yeah, mostly times, at least growing up for me would be in the Dutch pot. They would get the Dutch pot hot with some onions and some oil and they would drop that big chunk of meat in there and they would just kind of really sear the outside of it. Um, and then once it's like, you know, you got some charring on the outside and the whole outside is is seared up they would then take that meat put it into uh, something else like a pan um and then that would get like other things around it and it would go into an oven or a crock pot or something and slow slow cook the rest of the time and that searing just gives it like a nice char flavor on the outside but that slow cook you know really gets it moist and tender on the inside and you know that would be the, the typical when you're searing stuff when the reverse sear you're actually doing it backwards, right? You're you're cooking the food first, and then you're finishing it with with searing on the outside, and that gives you like a nice crust as well. And uh, so, for for this week, the three tips I'm going to give you is three different methods you can use to actually perform a reverse sear, right? So, and especially in the barbecue context. So, for me, generally, the probably my favorite thing to reverse sear is the tomahawk steak. Um, 
But uh, this year, well, we'll talk about that when we get to the menu. I'm going to try some other things. But um, what, what I typically do is I start out in a smoker. I'm th- I have a thermometer in that uh, in that piece of meat the whole time because I don't want to quite hit final temperature while it's smoking. When I'm done, I got three options. Option number one is a regular grill. And the trick is what I like to do with my grill is I want, and this is going to be the same for all the methods. You want that thing as hot as possible. So preheat your grill, turn it all the way up. Make sure, you know, what I like to do is take like a piece of paper towel and I'll dip it in some, uh, you know, some vegetable oil and I will just grab some tongs and then I will just wipe the outside, the, the grates with that paper towel to get it nice and oily. So, cause I don't want anything, you know, sticking or I, and it also helps kind of clear off any loose charring from any, from the last time I used it. I and like I to use a, I like to use a, a baked, like a potato non-cooked and then just rub it across the grates to clean them off. You did. Yeah. But this actually oils it as well. You're, right? you're oiling as well. Yeah. 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 I, I say if it's blazing hot, I, I, there's only way you can get, uh, you have to put the oil on when it's yeah. hot. But be careful because it just ready. Yeah. If it ignites, Get you the longest yeah. tongs. It will ignite, but it should come out pretty quickly. It should burn yeah. out pretty quickly. Or just have, some, have a bucket next to you to throw it in. So if you, if you get nervous about that. Yeah, I use a bundle of paper towel in restaurants. When I worked in the restaurants, we would actually have a pan, uh, one of those uh, prep pans full of oil. And we would have a, a towel by us at all times. And you would take that towel and you would grab, pick it up with the tongs and give it a quick wrap. And then it would go into the oil and then we would just wipe down that whole thing. It would be flames everywhere, but then it would burn out. And, but that griddle or that grill, excuse me, would be ready. You know what I mean? That thing's, you know, probably a good six, 700 degrees. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, so at home, just get it as hot as you can. And by letting it run, heat it, turn it on, let it go well before that steak or whatever it is your reverse searing is coming off is ready to come off when it's done. And I, to me personally, you know, I've never looked up to see if there is which method is better. I've done it both ways, though. I've taken the meat out and let it rest. Um, and I've taken it out and directly gone to the reverse here. But uh, so if anybody has any experience or any knowledge as to if one is better than the other, let us know. We'd love to hear it. But for me, I've done both. I typically will go straight from the smoker onto the grill. Um, but when I'm tailgating, I can't do that. Right. So, um. I would take that thing, drop it on that grill, let those flames come up and kiss the sides of it and uh, just let it go. You don't don't oh, don't play with it. Just let it. You know, the, the goal is to produce the charring on the outside. That charring gives it some extra flavor. It's a caramelization of the meat and the fat on the outside. And it gives it that, you know, that good flavor uh, that adds to, you know, to everything else you've done to it. Um, let it go for a few minutes. Uh, turn it over. Obviously, if you want to do uh, some crisscross, you know, you would put it on, give it a quarter turn, let it go again, flip it over, let it go, quarter turn, take it off. If anybody's wondering how you get crisscross on your food, that's how you do it. Yeah, and I'd say um, you've probably already put foil on the bone for that that tomahawk. Leave it on. Uh, If you – well, you put the foil on the bone typically because you're trying to – keep that nice golden brown look, leave it on the bone. At least I have. When I do my my reverse searing on this, I usually leave it on the bone mm-hmm. during this time so I don't burn burn that little bit up. Yeah. So number two, and this is a new entry for me. I've mentioned it before, and that's what we were talking about earlier, is using a, a like a an outdoor griddle, Blackstone. Man, the last time I did tomahawk steaks, and I took them off the smoker. I had that griddle piping hot. That thing was ready. And I put the, I put them on the griddle. And with the griddle, I kind of prep it the same way. I have it turned on. I have it heated all the way up. Um, but this time around, and what, one of the reasons why I love having a griddle is I can take an extra step. So on a grill, you just put it on. That's it. But on the griddle, I actually put like a, a nice size chunk of butter on the griddle. And then I reverse seared it in that butter. And the absolute crusting 
that I got on the outside of that tomahawk steak was phenomenal because the griddle just catches every piece of that meat and it gave it the crust. So when you, and when I'm saying crusting, I'm, you know, you could take a fork or a knife and you just tap the outside and you're almost like you're hitting toast. You know what I mean? So I gave that thing and obviously there's so, no. So yeah. quick question. When you, you said you put down butter, are you using butter or using ghee? No, uh, I've done both actually. Okay. All right. Um, but generally I'm using butter and for folks, ghee, G-H-E-E is a clarified butter, which a lot has a lot of flavor to it, too. And a lot of uh, uh, folks will use that um, instead has a lot of flavor in it. Um, but I've definitely done both. Um, so you don't worry that if the butter starts to burn, are you trying to essentially get some butter on it and put it down right away? It's right at the same time because it happens okay. so fast because you'll see like when uh, in like restaurants, a lot of times they're cooking their steaks in pans, Right. Yep. And what they're doing is they're taking that butter, they're scooping it up, drop, you know, drizzling it on the top of the meat. They, you know, they're flipping that butter from the pan onto the meat itself, and uh, to just get it that nice flavor in there. So I dropped it on there, and it sears so fast. Um, you know, it's not like it's sitting in there very long. So you hit that one side, let it go. You know, flip it over, drop a little bit more butter on the top of that. We'll let that melt out while the bottom is searing. Take them off. But then I definitely let it rest after it comes off, either right. whether on the grill or on the griddle, because, you know, don't, don't, don't cut directly into your food like that. And, um, man, what a great experience that was. You know, just biting into it. It's like that, you know, the texture from the searing. The flavor from the seasoning, then the flavor from the beef, crazy good. So um, definitely getting a griddle. And you don't have to go out and buy a black. First off, they have multiple size Blackstones if you want. But there are also like tabletop griddles that could probably pull it off. Um, I def We've definitely done it before at tailgating. We've uh, done burgers on a griddle. Um, so, uh, you, yeah. So, you know, when, when I think anybody can kind of pull it off. Or you can take a griddle top for your current grill and do the same thing. I used to do that too, right? I would remove the grates and put a griddle top in there instead. Yep. And then still get that. And then, uh, and then obviously some people have grills that have both grates inside of it. So, yeah. And so, if you're like a, if you're a big green egg owner, they have uh, uh, like a griddle grate where it's half and half, 50 50, which mm-hmm. is a nice little option. Yep. I remember that thing. Yep. I never ordered it, but I remember it. So final option is a skillet and anybody that's doing uh, any type of grill work and, and barbecue and stuff. I, I don't, I'm sure you have a skillet. If not, you need to get one, get you a, everybody, every household should have one good cast iron skillet. Maybe it was handed down from grandma or whatever, but if, or maybe you got to start your tradition, but man, the, 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 the flavor you get out of a skillet is pretty awesome too. And I've done burgers in my skillet. I've done smash burgers in my skillet. Grill, you know, grilled chicken, griddle chicken. Um, I've had uh, biscuits done in a skillet. Uh, it's just crazy uh, the amount of things you can do. But definitely, you can pretty much reproduce your grill, your griddle with the skillet, except that you're just inside, right? So if it was raining or something crazy uh, going on outside, I would definitely I would just switch up and use the griddle instead. Um, same process though. We'll get it nice and hot, get the butter in there as I'm about to put the meat in there, drop that meat in there, let it sear the outside. So I'm sure there's someone else who's sitting here thinking just like I was, which the, what you use for the reverse sear is always going to be determined based upon what you're cooking. So if you're doing like just like a ribeye or like a filet or something like that, or a, a filet is probably the worst example, but if it, it Depending upon what you're cooking, it will determine this because if you're doing a tomahawk and you have this big, long bone sticking out, you can't reverse sear that in a cast iron skillet with that lip on the end. And and equally, on the egg, you run into a problem because the grate sits just a little bit below the rim. So you can't really – unless you have the really big egg, you often can't get that long extended bone. I forget that they had smaller eggs. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. 
Uh, and now everybody gets to see what I have to deal with on an <laughs> ongoing basis. Because, because unlike, I, I don't, like, Chris, so just so you can understand how Chris shops, he'll walk in, like, let's say he walks into a Ford store looking for a truck. He's not, like, most people would say, oh, the F-150 is great. And I just, because he does own an F-150, he's probably like, there's an F-450. Like, it's just bigger. So it has to be better. I want the biggest thing that you offer. And that's what he does with his grills, like, as you can see with his big smoker. He is a family of three people in his household. And he has a smoker that is damn near a commercial smoker. And here we go. Uh, Your egg was the largest egg they offered at the time? Yes, I had it. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, so definitely, uh, um, the, some of the other options will definitely, uh, play towards what I'm trying to do this year. So one of the things that Rod did this year, I think it was this year, was you went to the butcher and got some thick cut pork chops. Yeah. And I've never done that. I've always just gone to my local Wagmans or whatever Costco has, grabbed their pork chops and use those and, always been that but man that that i think that that pork chop cut you got was probably the size almost the, as thick as the as the uh, tomahawk and so oh, i'm gonna yeah, yeah. And the nice thing because you tell them how thick you want it they're like how thick do you want it two inches an inch and a half what did you get uh i think i did an inch and a half mm. or it might have been two inch thick might have been two inch and they were tree trungus. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were just massive. I was like, oh my God. Like it was one of those where I when I walked away, I felt like I'd made a mistake. It's <laughs> too big. I might have to cut them down when I get home. Uh and I didn't. And I did use sous vide and then I seared them off, but and they came out fantastic. Yeah. So I'm gonna do that. So what I wanna do is I wanna have like a reverse sear memorial weekend. So that's how I'm gonna involve my smoker. I'm gonna get these big cuts of meat and uh uh, get a couple of tomahawks, get a couple uh, pork chops. Got to smoke them first, and then uh, transfer them over to the griddle and let finish them off on the grit on the, on my griddle. So, what uh, what temperature did you cook to on the pork chops? Ooh, I. I remember that it made you uncomfortable. Um, well, I think yeah, cause I think you did one sixty, right? Yeah. You took away. Well, I think pork pork now is one sixty five, right? Uh, one forty five. Oh, <laughs> it's, it, the internal safe cook temperature on a pork chop now is deemed one forty five for doneness. And I know you and I both were like, "Yeah, my mother, I can't do that. Like, I yeah. cannot. I, I cannot eat a rare pork chop like where you open it up and you're like, it's pink. It's not cooked." No. <laughs> no. Well done is 160. So I think I was 155 to 160, which yeah, is okay. you get a very minor. I don't mind hint. if it's minorly pink in, in there. You know what I mean? But man, I don't know. It's it's part of growing up. Like I yeah. think if you are just starting to cook and someone says, Oh, you can cook your pork chops rare, you'd be like, Oh, okay. If you are above a certain age, probably around the 40 mark, and you're like, I can't do it. Yeah, I, just, I, I mean, I had the same process with steaks too, but uh, I don't know if a lot of people realize that uh, that the temperatures have come down for pretty much most of the meats that uh, were higher temperatures. Uh, even chicken, right? Chicken now, chicken used to be one eighty. Like when I worked in a restaurant, if that thing wasn't one eighty, it didn't come out of the oven. It didn't come out of you know, if it came out of the fryer, it better be you know one eighty, one eighty five, whatever you were doing, one eighty. And uh, now it's uh. Once one sixty five for breast and one seventy around there there around and yep. the reason why the temperatures have come down is because well they say the process for handling the chicken at the manufacturing stuff has gotten much much better where the spread of salmonella and other bacterias have been reduced and are more managed so you don't have even like even to the point where Another suggestion is you're they're saying that you're better off uh not washing your your meat before you cook it than you are than the re- and I know and that's another one that's tough for me. I've every piece of meat that I've ever cooked has gone into you know, have rinsed off like, you know, the blood or whatever, you know, out of the package, it goes it gets rinsed off and pat dried. 
every everything. My mom, she she goes, she's old school. She'll grab a lemon, cut it in half, hit the outside with the lemon juice. You know, she 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 don't play around. Uh, but yeah, but they said the reason why they've they've you know they've changed on that is because they said you probably end up spreading more bacteria when yes. the water's hitting the meat and it's splashing everywhere. Um, you actually probably put yourself in a worse position. Now, you know, then, then not now me, of course, that's in the sink, um, in a, you know, a colander or something and being rinsed off. So I'm not splashing anything. I know how to wash my meat off, but, um, yeah, that the, the, these recommendations over the years have changed. And so some stuff we all, you know, we can easily jump on board with and other stuff is, it becomes a bit tougher to make that transition. So, um, so you actually, yeah, I forgot that you actually sous vide it um the uh the pork chops and so i guess this will no, be a f- first for all of us then it's a guarantee it's a guaranteed way to know you're on 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 point with your temperature now while i will say i do like sous vide techniques when you're trying like on a two inch thick pork chop there's nothing better than if you can get some, some good smoke flavor in it because and you just sous vide, you just don't get that. You just get perfect doneness. So at least if you're going for purpose, perfect doneness, you're there with sous vide. And the, the thing, the other thing I, I meant to mention about your Blackstone that I really do like is the searing. And I know you've talked about it a lot, but, and I think you all, we've all seen, like if you grill a burger and like the, when you first put it down on your grill and it's the open type grates, it's like beautiful browning. But when you put it on a griddle, it is beautifully, perfectly uniform crust buildup. And it's insane. And then you just flip it to another naturally warm, like hot spot, and you get the same thing all over again. I, the one thing I was most impressed with is that the crust you can build up on that. And it, you're, you don't even have to go for like a crisscross look or anything like that on that grill. You're, you can't, but. Right. It's just the level of perfection you get. Like the only problem you could run into is if you had a, if your if the um, meat was like I'll say bulging in the middle where yeah. it's like a little thicker in the middle, you're not going to hit the ends of it. Where on a grill, you're going to get it all the way through because it's just pure heat coming up from below below it. That's yeah. the only time I'd say that the black zone isn't uh uh to your your um your benefit. But man, uh. Uh, did you buy your tomahawk? Are you going? I haven't you, gone to the somewhere? butcher yet. I, I'm hoping to get there today. Oh, you're waiting till the last second is what I hear. Normally they have tons of them there. If, if not, you know, it's, it's all pork chops. It's fine. But uh, I just yeah. want to add that. I just want to do, you know, have options. And I've been, um, we have a daddy daughter dance coming up. So I'm on a super grind as far as my weight loss and stuff. Ooh, you and me both brother. And, uh, you know, trying to, that's, that's part of the problem is, uh, I want to grill something that, you know, really doesn't have a ton of calories, uh, to it when, you know, per serving, which is, yeah. you know, steak is actually really good for anybody trying to lose weight. Um, the, the good thing about a steak is that the fat content will keep you full longer. And, but it doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't have a ton of calories granting that you eat a relative, you know, amount, you know, if you, if you go grab a, a 14 ounce, uh, uh, um, what's it called? Prime rib. Yeah. You probably overdid it. And that's what I had this weekend. <laughs> have you oh. ever, have you ever tried uh, beef marrow by any chance? I have not. I've seen them cut the bones and, you know, you know, where the bones cut in half and they have the little spoon for you to scoop it out. Well, I, I should say I've never had it, you know, restaurant style. I definitely have in the my younger years have eaten, taken a chicken bone that my mom made and it was so good that I bit into the bone and sucked the marrow out of the bone there. You know what I mean? But I've never had like the restaurant beef bone marrow. I haven't done either. My mother-in-law, she definitely likes uh, uh, beef marrow. I've, it, it, again, I've never done it, but like I was just pro, pro, uh, going through um, uh, Porter Road, um, their website, because they're another uh, online uh, ordering place. I was just checking out. Their prices are actually quite good. 
Uh, and the one thing about their beef is they dry age it. I don't, I'm not seeing how long yet, uh, which is what I'm trying to dig into on their site. But the fact that I saw that they dry aged their meat mm. was interesting to me, but again, wasn't a hundred percent sold on how dry age is this? Is this, is it 45 day dry age? What am I getting for? Cause it's like for the price and I know the weight loss you're, you're suffering in the meat. I don't know how they're getting to the price they're at, but uh, it's just something I was looking at. I thought you would order from either Snake River or 44 Farms for your uh, tomahawk. But at this point, I, I no way you'll get in time. Yeah, no. I, I like, uh, I like, honestly, I've just had such success with the ones from our butcher here. Um, and I, I just haven't been there in a while. And uh, we're gearing up for our brisket experiment. The only reason, the only reason we haven't done it yet is because, A, uh, Stupid travel schedule. Your travel schedule has been nuts. Um, B, I've been on a crazy diet, so I won't be able to eat it. Uh, and uh, right. yeah, so I want to. I want to make sure I have a, like a little clearance here. So, but uh, definitely coming up. I, I mean, I have the brisket here in the freezer, so that that part is done. It's ordered in here. The 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 gold standard brisket. I yeah, I'm uh, I'm down twenty. 23 pounds at this point and Damn. i have it's, it's starting to finally show up in your face <laughs> you, don't, you don't look as horrible as you normally look <laughs> no, um, it, i mean i'm joking but i'm not joking right because uh people lose weight differently right yeah and for me i tend to lose it in my waist i mean my face first and where people are like oh you look different you know in, in my face but I get a grimacy effect, right? My stomach is always last. So I end up kind of, you know, depending on what I'm wearing, starting to look bell-shaped. Uh, and it's just something I'm in tune with with my body. And, like, I, I know the signs of when I'm losing weight and what I start to look like. And then my stomach finally starts to catch up. The love handles start to catch up. And, you know, then I start getting into a more svelte, svelte state, you know. Yeah. But but uh, definitely keeping track of what I'm eating. So even, even with this stuff that I'm cooking now, I'm, I'm going with this because I love grilling on Memorial weekend, but I'm also going with this because throughout the week I can portion it out and get, uh, you know, go with some, like one of my favorite things to do is like make a bowl. I'll take like some spinach, tear it up, throw it in the bowl. I'll take the, the meat and just throw it on top of the spinach, maybe toss in like an avocado or something. And that'll be my meal. You know what I mean? And it's just, I don't even put any dressing on the spinach or anything. I just let the flavor and the juices from the steak or whatever meat is in there just kind of be the dressing for the spinach. And I just go at it. You know, and yeah. And I enjoy I, that. I'll say, and there's nothing more annoying than when I watch, you're at someone's house and they've they've done a good, a decent barbecue. They have good food there. And you're like, but there's more than you could eat. And so you see them cleaning up to put things in Tupperware containers to put them in the refrigerator. And there's always this one person in the kitchen who you can tell has to be the nastiest effing cook ever because they'll pick up the meat and get all the meat off the plate and put it in a Tupperware container and then start to walk to the sink to dump the juices out that are there. And I just, right. I, I don't know why they're in the kitchen helping clean up. Like they, if you want to wash this, that's fine. If you don't dump that meat, Back or that that juice back on that meat, <laughs> and like, I want to lose my ever loving mind anytime I see someone washing delicious juice off of a plate that should be poured back on the leftover meat to be used. At I later never birthday. understand that. I never understand it. I tell you, it's funny. I'm very picky when I go. I'm not a picky eater per se, but I am picky when I go to large gatherings where multiple people have brought food and, you know, rightfully so, I think. And uh, I tell you, one of the funniest experiences that I ever had was I went to a a, a large gathering uh, with another with my buddy and uh, they, you know, there was like dessert upon dessert upon dessert. And I was, I looked at a particular cake. I'm not a big cake guy, but I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll try this cake. And I went to cut it. And my buddy grabbed my arm. And he was like, don't eat that. <laughs> oh. So I was like, I trust him implicitly. You know, there'd be no different if Rod was like, hey, don't touch that. You know what I mean? I just stopped right away. 
stepped back and he was like, and he pulled me aside and he was like, we had a gathering yesterday and she, it was only one slice taken out of that cake. And it's like, she brought that same cake (laughs) to the previous gathering and only one slice is taken out of it. He he was like, so yeah, leave that alone. (laughs) I was like, got it. (laughs) Went on to something else. (laughs) It's that person who does a very good job at the decorating part, but not a good job at the right. quality of the taste part of it. And if you're bringing the same cake to multiple events, you trying to offload your crappy cake. <laughs> That's all that is. Like, there can't be a good cake if you're offload if you bring it to multiple events to get rid of it. So yeah, no, not gonna do it. So yeah, so I'm hoping to grab um for sides. I'll probably do some asparagus uh on the side of of my, and I think I'm gonna I'm gonna let go one of my tips for folks. When you, I I don't know how you do aspar- asparagus, but uh, you know one of the things is to cut pretty deep into the stem because you really want to get that bottom piece off. That's really hard and just unchew is just unedible really, at least for me. And then what I like to do is I'll take my asparagus and throw it in a Ziploc bag and then I'll just put like salt and pepper and a little bit of oil in that Ziploc bag and I'll, I'll, you know, move, uh, massage it around so it's all covered and I just throw that in the refrigerator. So when it's time to cook it, I just take it right out of that bag, drop it right on the uh, griddle or if I'm, you know, on the uh, stovetop, whatever I'm, whatever surface I'm cooking on, grill, and just cook it for a few seconds on each side, you know, kind of roll it around a little bit, almost like you're doing a hot dog, pull those bad boys off. And man, it, it, it produces an excellent flavored asparagus. So I'll probably continue I, that tradition. I'm identical. The only difference I don't use a Ziploc bag. I just, I have a bowl that I will put a little bit of uh, olive oil in and then I put the asparagus in, roll them around and then I sprinkle with, uh, and when we say salt, we always mean kosher salt. Sprinkle with kosher salt, <laughs> fresh ground pepper, roll it around, get them going nicely, and just to make sure that I don't oversalt anything. And then they typically will go right onto the griddle. And if I'm cooking inside, they'll go under like a broiler. And I'm just really just trying to. I, I like mine to be al dente. I want a a, a, a snap bite, but I I don't want them to. I don't want to point them out and they stand at attention. But I don't want to point them out and then they just fall and hit my wrist if I'm like holding it with two fingers and pointing it out. Like I want them to have a little bit of still giving somewhere in between. Yeah. yeah, right in between. It's like I'm looking for that perfection. But um, I'm I've been on Brussels sprouts lately, and here's a funny thing: as we all know as kids, you hate Brussels sprouts. Like, oh, as why do they cook too. this nasty <laughs> thing? We had Brussels sprouts. My my wife she bought this thing of Brussels sprouts. It was a uh, just like a like a kind of a packaging with just Brussels sprouts and it had this sauce on it. And she's like, ah, I figured we'd try this. And I was like, yeah, whatever. So she made them. And honestly, that's all I ate that night. I was like, just pure Brussels sprouts. And I was like, this is really good. She's like, I saved some of the sauce so we can just get some more Brussels sprouts and make it. Um, and one of my kids said, I didn't know what it was. And I just decided to try it. He goes, they were really good. And then I found out they were Brussels sprouts. And it just goes to show like, sometimes it's, it's trying to find the right way to prepare things. I- I've, I've never had an issue and I ate at a, I forget what restaurant it was, but they made Brussels sprouts, uh, with, um, bacon and bacon fat and good, good. Mm-hmm. Oh, mighty. Were they fantastic? It was a restaurant in Baltimore. Um, I'm not um, a huge fan while you think of that, uh, of Brussels sprouts. In fact, I hate them, but the one time in adult life that I actually ate them and was pleasantly surprised that I enjoyed them uh, was when I went to Sean's house. You know, remember Sean, uh, our sous vide yeah. expert. Um, yep. He he did some Brussels sprouts on the egg, and I think he added some bacon to it and stuff like that. And I was like, I can't tell they're Brussels sprouts, so they're, they're edible. You know, and I don't know. I could probably revisit it because growing up, I hated pretty much all vegetables. Uh, I did. I never ate vegetables. Nothing. Right. And uh, now. You know, I've gone out and just had lunch, which was all vegetables. You know, um, you know, I've gotten a batch of one. One of my favorite things to do is like fire up the griddle, uh, and take like a batch of broccoli and some uh, cauliflower, 
and um, I'll mix in some uh, chopped up onions and I'll just cook that on the uh, on the griddle and uh, eat that for lunch with maybe some tofu or something like that. And uh, I, I enjoy that uh, there. So I'm eating, you know, and that started when I when I started when I first started dieting, I was like, I got to find a way to eat vegetables and enjoy them. So I started seasoning them much like I would season my food for the for the smoker or whatever. And I even started smoking some of the food, some of the vegetables. And I was like, wow, I found a way to eat this stuff that I don't like, but actually eat it and enjoy it. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that's that's all the difference is to me. And the restaurant I was going to recommend uh, has permanently closed. Uh, I ate it at the, in the Air Harbor in Baltimore. Is a restaurant called Wit and Wisdom. It was actually in the Four Seasons Hotel. Outstanding Brussels sprouts. And it over the – I mean, we all know the rate of restaurants that are failing. And there was another restaurant that I loved – uh, when I went up to New York, it was on the, I think it was on the Lower East Side, um, called Industry Food, and they had this lobster bruschetta. Oh, my goodness. Back your mama was good. And th- there is nothing worse than a restaurant that you love. Like, there was one that when we grew up, Chris, in Rockville called Fatties. Mm-hmm. And my goodness, they made the best burger. I can't tell you how many times. Oh, like after they close, you just, I find myself driving towards the restaurant, like, oh, that's right. They're gone. And there's some staples that just like when you grow up with that just make some good stuff. And again, I like to try to relive some of that stuff in what I cook today. And I think our burgers are definitely on point with what I, whatever I ever ate at Fatty's. I don't think I'll ever get to making a, a sub like Twin Book Deli that, which was is. Yeah. It is the, it is the uh, epitome of subs. If you're in the Washington metropolitan area, you got to go to Twinbrook Deli and get yourself a sub. Yeah, with the sauce. All right, uh, <laughs> yeah. Let me uh, let us stop here. But I, again, I, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you being willing to throw my beef ribs on. And I'll, I'll since you're going to the butcher, I'll probably have you pick me up some uh, some baby back, like two racks of not uh, uh, St. Louis spare because I know that you see what's you going on, folks. Your baby back game up yet? I gotta, I gotta. Cook his beef ribs, and I got to go pick up his uh, his uh, pork ribs. This guy, well, you know, yeah, not still, to mention, yeah, I still, uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still working on my baby back ribs. But the last batch I did was probably my best, so it, it is getting better. But I'm, not, I'm still not happy with them yet. Yeah, so we'll do St. Louis, and I know somebody, somebody in there screaming, saying, "Didn't last season? Didn't Rod surprise you with uh, Snake River Farm?" Uh, like, and I wagon. say to that. Well, why you got to bring up old stuff? <laughs> Either one of those lines will work. Why you got to bring up old stuff? Hey, I'm I'm searching, and I, honestly, I think I'm going to go back and order some more stuff at 44 Farms just because I, I really will say I love the quality of what I got there. Yeah, it, it was good. I, I, like again, can you find certain things cheap? Like like with the beef ribs, I we could not get those at our butcher. So to me, that is. I'm not I mean, we couldn't get yet. those beef those ribs, ribs, the plate yeah. ribs. Yeah, the beef ribs we can get. And our, like they're all good. And stuff like that. Uh, I, I did order some from them, and uh, I was very happy with the quality. And it's I just Snake River compare. I'm happy with, too. Yeah. But uh, I definitely will know after these beef ribs are gone, I will probably order some more because, um, oh, that's, uh, that's a probably a good point that we will touch on for another show. Um I have my first going off to college. So graduation was yesterday. It was fantastic. I think he's super excited about, you know, his next chapter in life. But in early August, we're doing a send off barbecue because he didn't want to. I was like, do you want a you know, graduation party? He's like, no. And my wife is, she can't take the fact there's no effing party where I have to drop thousands of dollars on food. <laughs> so she's like, let's do a send off barbecue. I'm like, fine. I concede. We'll do one. He And, and she talked my son into it. So, uh, I'm going to be borrowing your skills and we're going to be doing a send off barbecue for him uh, early August, Sounds probably like like around fun. August 10th, August 12th. We're going to do a big uh, barbecue send off for him going off to his first year of college Sounds and making like sure he knows fun. what good food is like before he gets on campus. Like one last time, one I got to come time. home and eat. Right. Right. One last time. And I, I should All definitely right. have my truck by then too. So we'll see. Uh, Dude, you should have your truck by next week. Shh. 
Don't jinx or it. Or the week after. <laughs> or the week after. I, I just, I'm excited for when you get it. When you get it, we're, we'll have to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Definitely on the show. That might be a show in of itself. So, again, thanks for doing my barbecue for me. Got and it. Until next week. All right, folks. We out. Enjoy Peace. Memorial Weekend. We can't wait to see those pictures. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Can't wait to see them. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.